welcome to Heart Classic Pearls, a podcast for short stories. Previously, on Heart Classic Pearls, we shared with you Eating Thoughts, Part 2. This week, we'll continue with Part 3 of Eating Thoughts, a story about a girl who loves food. Mamas in the hospital. These were words she didn't want to accept. She couldn't. She could feel a puzzle piece being lost in her own heart. The little girl longed for her mama. What had gone wrong? Questions racked her mind and made her anxiously nauseous. Her papa was shrinking by the day. Without half of his heart, Without his puzzle piece, he was unable to hold himself up. He became a shell of a person. He forgot to eat and to cook. He forgot how to live. It was lost to him. The two packed their bags and took the earliest flight to be beside their missing puzzle piece. On the airplane, the meals tasted stale to the girl. Flat food, like kibble, given to a dog. She could taste tiredness, caked makeup on dark circles, zero flyaway, low ballerina buns, and pressed uniforms. Mama was in bed when she saw her. She was unrecognizable in her little girl's eyes. Her fire was blown out like birthday candles, The little girl's vision blurred, unable to withhold the tsunami cascading down her cheeks. She couldn't even whisper. No words could escape her. She wanted to be woken from this nightmare, this horror movie. She reached for her mama's hand, afraid she would break her, and held on tight. As months passed, Papa and the little girl stayed beside Mama's bed. Taking care of her needs, Papa began to cook for his missing puzzle piece. White sticky rice and takbukumtang, a spicy braised chicken with broth and vegetables. From her first sip of broth, the wife's eyes lit with a surprise and smiled. She cupped her daughter's cheeks, and Papa helped feed his wife. As he did, his wife regained her strength. The spicy sweet gochujang sauce and tender chicken filled their stomachs and hearts with warm love. The little girl ate, and for once, she didn't taste cardboard. She didn't taste so much sadness. The corners of her lips rose. She tasted hope. I genuinely hope you enjoyed the ending of Eating Thoughts, a short story from What Love Makes Me Do series. 
The little girl who once tasted sadness reunites with her mom and making the family whole once again is finally able to taste hope. There's a saying out there. I'm not sure whether I read it or heard it, but when there's a loss or some sort of troubling pain within a family, it can be very easy to say the wrong thing and difficult to say the right thing. I hope that I can make the effort to avoid the easy. Avoid saying the wrong thing to someone who is in pain because I've been in foul situations where people can be so oblivious, so solipsistic. I personally believe that quarantining has caught people off guard and driven people to forget how to socialize with people, how to talk to people. Maybe it's the mask. We have a filter for the air we breathe in and now our words have no filter. Or maybe I'm reading it too deep. Words and emails get jumbled and lost in our own personal translation of intonation and reading of nuances. For example, two characters who are polar opposites clash initially, um, but they become a team for personal gain. They originally harbor a little annoyance towards each other. This may sound like a lot of romance comedy uh, movies and books, um, but that's a mask for flirtation. And that's pretty much the trend, um, in my personal opinion, at least. In the Shondaland series, Simon and Daphne clash. However, opposites are drawn to one another. They become a team. Each other's light, half, and puzzle piece. What starts as a bickering and reluctant partnership blossoms into a burning magnetic flame. So Daphne Bridgerton um, explains to Simon her beliefs on love. She says this. It's not perfect. It does not make it any less worthy of love. on Netflix, created by Chris Van Dusen, written by Chris Van Dusen, Julia Quinn, and Abby McDonald. Executive produced by Shonda Rhimes, Betsy Beers, Julianne Robinson, and Chris Van Dusen. Originally based on the historical fiction books, the Bridgerton, Bridgerton, Bridgerton series, series, eight siblings, who are all alphabetically named. They bicker and joke, but they love one another fiercely, a tight-knit family. The book series is a collection of eight novels, and each features one of eight. Anthony, Benedict, Colin, Daphne, Eloise, Francesca, Gregory, and Hyacinth. The author, Julia Quinn, also writes another series retrospectively about the Rokespies, and I'm not sure entirely if I'm pronouncing that correctly. They're from the Georgian era and are of the previous generation, a neighboring family in the early 1800s. The show has garnered a lot of attention in their garments and costumes. I've looked at some of the Matoshi dresses, even though I have nowhere to wear such pretty dresses to. Um, and Daphne and Simon both happen upon finding love 
in one another and their marriage was a predictable outcome um, but their love's beginning was not traditional or perfect. Daphne does have some stubborn qualities to admire that drive Simon Bassett mad and madly in love with her. But these two, these central characters of Bridgerton, show their viewers that love is not perfect. It has flaws, and when one is in love, one falls in love with everything, even the flaws. Together, they are better. The little girl eating food and tasting those feelings and eating thoughts felt lost. She was lost, but once the family is reunited, they fight through the worst battles together. And I want to add that I hope Julie Andrews continues to narrate for Lady Whistledown. Today is our cue. Today's RQ is from Oscar Wilde. Nowadays, people know the price of everything and the value of nothing. Thank you for listening to Heart Classic Pearls. Please check out our Instagram page, at classic.pearls, and our website linked in the description. We'll be back with more episodes in the following week. Tune in for more. This is your host, Classic Pearls. Signing off.